Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast it's that time of week where we do our Saints Twitter Spaces post game show. As always, Twitter Spaces is sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. For all your hot sauce and knives needs, go to JLDSharpSauce.com. Andrew, the Saints get a win. They beat the Rams. I hate the freaking Rams. This was enjoyable to me. Four and seven. We can get into it all. Uh, they were injured as hell. The Saints were. So were the Rams. Not our problem. Stafford got injured again. He had to come out. But I'll say this for the Saints. And I will say this as clearly as I can say it. 
Anybody in the spaces that you want Dennis Allen fired and you think he's got a shot to get fired at the end of the year, that's not happening. The Saints, they're playing too hard. They still give a damn. And listen, Andrew, if they beat San Francisco, say whatever the hell you want about Dennis Allen. He'll have the same record as Sean Payton did last year. They beat San Francisco. They'll be 5-7. and seven. Sean Payton was 5-7. and seven. I just think... Whether you want it or not, I don't know if Dennis Allen's a good coach. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, today showed me the Saints, they still care. They still fight. Um, and they won. And I have to say, they kicked the Rams' ass in the second half. I know there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. The Rams were playing the third-string quarterback. But the Saints, man, they brought it. And they were missing 11 starters today. 11. And they, and they won a football game. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a great day for Andy Dalton and, and Dennis Allen, and obviously much maligned and heavily criticized, both of them. Uh, State's fan base, I, I took a hiatus from Twitter this week. <laughs> I couldn't deal with the hashtag fire Dennis Allen. And, uh, you know, look, it, it's just one game. Uh, they're still four and seven, so they're still very much in, in this hole, and uh, they're mm-hmm. still kind of chasing any, any opportunities ahead of them. But, you know, for, for one week, I think we cut the man some slack. The same yep. play, like you said, they were dealing with a lot of adversity. I thought they were well coached today. Uh, and Jonathan Vilma, he said it on the broadcast. When you have two penalties in a game and no turnovers, that travels well. Like It doesn't really matter yep. who your opponent is. If you're taking care of the football and you're not making mistakes, uh, you, you have a chance in, in these games. And so, you know, I was happy for Dennis Allen just because of the criticism. Yep. And I, I, I agree with you. That's a step forward. And, him being less likely to get fired after just one year. And Andy Dalton, look, he's he's had s- severe criticism the last two weeks and a lot of people saying he should be benched. I was one of them. I was kind of ready to go back to Jameis this week, and I, I, I said that myself. But give the man his due. I, I, I would say outside of a couple sacks that he took that I felt like he should have got rid of the football, and on that, on that trick play in particular, uh, Alvin Kamara is wide open. I mean, he's got to get rid of the football there. But, but other than that, I mean, you look at his quarterback rating, it's almost 150. You're not getting – you're not – Three touchdowns. I mean, he, he played his best game of the season. You can't – you can't – Outstanding. You can't get better from Andy Dalton. Like, yes, he had the bad sacks. Yes, the trick play was a disaster and he shouldn't have taken a sack and he took a bad sack down to the goal line. But you can't get better from 35-year-old Andy Dalton, especially when you're missing three offensive linemen. You know, and look, no. the, the Saints always were able to play from ahead. That mitigated the fact that their their offensive line didn't cave in. You saw it with the Rams. Like once the Saints got to the point where they were they were up and they're like the Rams have to throw to come back in this game, like the Rams offensive line basically caved in and the, it was a, it was jailbreak for their for uh, Yeah, I mean, so I I think there's uh there's a lot of praise to go around and you know, I'm going to double down on that. Like the, the the happy times have been hard to come by. This season, uh, the Saints, by and large, have been inconsistent, awful, however you want to paint it. But, like, I, I'm going to enjoy this week for what it is, which is they outplayed their opponent. They beat a reigning Super Bowl champion. They took it to McVay. Like you said, I hate the Rams. I hate today the Rams. Is, like Today is a glorious day. And, uh, you know, look, Andy Dalton play, played amazing. Uh, kudos to Dennis Al. Kudos to Pete Carmichael. I thought he called a great game. Getting Taysom Hill more involved in the offense, obviously, he was very effective. And then a lot of guys on defense. You mentioned how banged up they were. 
and, and a lot of guys stepped up. I thought Alante Taylor had one of his better games. Carl Granderson basically had to play the whole game. He has seven tackles, one and a half sacks. That's right. Caden Ellis, Caden Ellis just continues to be a force. He after he was so good last week, he backs that up one and a half sacks again this week, a near interception, leads the team in tackles. I thought Demario Davis was very strong. Uh, Tano Passigno had some moments. So a lot of guys, a lot of unsung heroes, a lot of unlikely guys stepped up today. Yeah, and listen, when you are four and seven, like the Saints are, and listen, I hate the freaking Rams. Andrew, I'm going to say it. Like, the touchdown pass to Olave is probably the most excited I've gotten in a month just over a Saints play because that's how much I hate the Rams. I was like, yes, we are up 10. We are going to beat this sorry-ass team. But when you're four and seven, like the Saints are, and you know you're in third place in the South, and and listen, it's 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 an uphill climb. Let's not pretend about playoffs and all that. But today is the kind of day that I want the rest of the year. Not just the winning, but you mentioned Caden Ellis, Jawan Johnson has made himself a player and might be the most consistent receiver they have on offense at the moment. You know, you well, see after Olave, after after Olave, but Olave, another young player, right? So all these young players, they don't have a ton of them, but to see their young players playing really well, like that's what I want. Win or lose. Go to San Francisco. Maybe San Francisco kicks their head and whatever. Uh, but Caden Ellis plays good again. That's three games in a row. Then you feel like you have something and you start looking at it. And you're like, hey, Caden Ellis, we got to figure out a way to keep that guy. Um, so it's a positive thing. And, yeah, and, and like to your, to your point, and, and we'll see how the rest of the season goes because, you know, they might not win another game and they go, Four and thirteen, and then yes, then I think Dennis Allen's job gets called back into question. Yeah, and maybe they go on a win streak. Maybe they start fighting through this a little bit. But to your point, I think it's a good sign when you see this team continue to care, continue to fight. And uh, you know, I, at this point, it's exactly what you said. I don't know that I'm thinking about the playoffs. I'm not really looking at the NFC South standings or anything like that. After just one win, they're still in a massive hole here. But I'm kind of at a place of just entertain me every Sunday. That's right. Keep playing hard and, and be fun. And I, I think if I can see that, like that's enough for me to believe, all right, the starting quarterback broke his back in the first game of the season. Right. <laughs> They've been decimated by injuries. Uh, it, it's been horrible. It's taken a while for things to come together. If they can string together some consistent play, win some games, correct some mistakes, and let's just say they finish the season 6-11, and 7-10, that that would be enough for me to believe with a good off season that hey maybe if they get a little bit more luck with injuries maybe if things break their way a little bit then maybe Dennis Allen isn't as bad as we all think. Well, all the nerds talk about regression like turnover regression. I want fifty turnovers in twenty twenty three. Like <laughs> the the Saints' lack of creating a turnover is comedy at this point, Andrew. Um, yeah, you know, I will say, like, at least they got their hands on a couple balls. Like, That's right. I think Tony Badger was close to a pick. Caden Ellis had one bounce off his hands. Uh, I think they had a couple others that were pretty close. So this was a little bit different than the other games in that I, like, you didn't feel like they even had a chance yeah, well, at a pick. Before we get to people, if you want to talk, request. Hey, did you see that? Did you see that graphic, though, Ralph? I mean, I will say this about the defense, and they deserve credit for this because, again, they've had a lot of injuries. <laughs> That's and right. Some of this has been blitzes with Caden Ellis and, and Demario Davis, but the Saints since week three lead the NFL in sacks. That's that right. Is an unbelievable stat. 
Yeah, and and they're not getting any you know, you're not getting anything out of Davenport, you know. Here's the thing that w- impressed me the most today. And and we joked about it, we were joking about it this, this morning. I said, "Listen, this team is beat the hell up." And I said, "We knew the Rams were terrible at running the ball, but so was Pittsburgh, right? Last week." And McVeigh Clearly, Andrew, he looked at that Pittsburgh tape and he was like, I am going to run the ball like it is 1985 and I am bum fucking Phillips, right? And he stuck with it and stuck with it the entire first half into the third quarter, basically. And the Saints, listen, the run defense, I'm not saying it was great. I'm not saying it was, it was good as their standards have been because they had a, they had a, the, the quarterback broke free, the third string quarterback. They had a, they had a run on like a fourth and one where the guy got free, Demario Davis, Mr. Tech. I'm not saying it was great. But what I am saying, Andrew, is when you're down both of your defensive defensive ends, your backup defensive end gets injured, Peyton Turner, and you don't fall apart in a close game where the other team is clearly just beating on you with a hammer, that's not nothing. And I was I was impressed by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think different offensive lines and, you know, <laughs> certainly it is less injured up front and, and stronger up front than the Rams are, so... Uh, you know, I think a different challenge could, could have had a different result. But, yeah, look, you play the team. You play the guys right. in front of you. And, and look, at, at the end, it, the Rams had pretty good balance with 28 passes. I guess technically 32 if you count the sacks and 30 runs. So 32 passes, 30 runs, that's about even. But at one point early in this game, it was 18 runs and seven passes. And to mm-hmm. your point, I think McVay made a decision. Like, other than the bomb that they threw for a touchdown, we're not, we'll take our chances with some shot plays here and there, but like, we're really not throwing the football. That's right. We're, we're just going to exclusively run the ball and, and, and stress their tackling because I've seen how this team tackles. And I'm going to trust that we're eventually going to break one. There were still some tackling issues in this game, but overall, uh, it, it was much better. And look, at some point, you know, these guys keep getting forced to play, but at some point, Hopefully you get Pete Werner back. Hopefully you get Davenport back. Hopefully you get Lattimore back. And I just think they'll be better off for the reps that some of these other sub guys have had because, you know, I, I think this defense can still be decent. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, they they got it today. I thought considering what they were missing, and I know the Rams are beat up, and I know they don't have Cooper Cup, but outside of the one drive at the end of the half, Saints defense, they hung in there. They were really solid. And you want a, you want a football game, and we'll see. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. The, the schedule going forward is not is, is, is a lot of winnable, horrific matchup for them in their health. But we'll see. We'll, like you say, every, every week is different. Every week is new. We'll see how the injury report goes uh, Thanksgiving week. But freaking about football, Saints 4-7, and seven, what you got for us? 
I was watching Sean McVay on that sideline. I'm like, I know that look. That's the same look Sean Payton was doing. <laughs> so out of there, man. I am, I am going to laugh at the Rams' complete fall off. And is. listen, they got the school, so they should be happy. But, like, this fall off they're going to have for the next it's couple terrific. of seasons. It's terrific. So it's terrific. I'm never going to go over the no call. He Free, te- hey, freaking about football. Uh, how is Ralph's audio? Did that, did that go? It is, uh, com- it, is, it is as bad as the Rams' pass defense oh no so ralph ralph mute yourself i don't know if you can try to figure out you can't you can't uh eject from the space otherwise it'll shut the whole thing down so i don't know if you can mess with your mic or figure it out but it is real bad like it's exploded so totally on brand uh but i'll I'll keep it going while ralph tries to figure that out but freaking about football uh i don't know what side of the fence you were on when it comes to uh just the Andy Dalton, Dennis Allen, should he be fired after one year? Should we bench Andy Dalton? But, like, for one week at least, I felt like those two kind of deserve a victory lap. And, like, where, where do you fall? Like, now we go against San Francisco. I mean, obviously, Andy Dalton has to start again, right? Oh, yeah, Andy Dalton has to start again. I was uh, I was in the mind, like, everyone was like, oh, we should start Jameis. I'm like, each all all these quarterbacks are not good. They're not going to be the starter. <laughs> <laughs> next season um but you start in dalton he has the hot hand you, you just keep starting him until like something really ridiculous like even against pittsburgh i i mean they, he didn't play well but i mean like there was no offensive line like he was getting like like there was no they couldn't move the ball in the run game they couldn't move the ball in the pass game so like james winston was going to stop that so you keep with Andy dalton and then yeah give full credit to dennis allen like this was a very well coached game no penalties I mean, two penalties, no turnovers. So, like, give those guys the just due. And, uh, I mean, I don't have any expectations for the Saints. I honestly expect them to lose their next two games before the bye week. How's my audio uh, now? It's a little – it's a bit better, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's improved a little bit. So, so freaking about football, what's the win total that Dennis Allen has to get to, do you think, that he saves his job? I mean, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't – I don't think he's going to get fired. Yeah. Um, yeah. They lose out right now. But I think if he gets to six wins, it's definitely for sure he's going to stay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and thanks, man. I appreciate you as always jumping on. I, I do I do think with the Saints right now, if you look at this schedule, it, it it is kind of a rough stretch here coming up. And, you know, obviously you've got the 49ers, you've got the Bucks. Those games are both on the road. And then you follow that up with your bye week. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. These are two big games. And if by some miracle the Saints can win both and get to six and seven, I, I, part of me doesn't even want to go there because they're both road games. Yeah. And they're, going to be, they're going to be favored to lose in both of them. And I fully expect it. I think San Francisco. Like, they got to get some bodies back at some point. Well, yeah. If they, The thing is, they get some bodies back. I think they can beat Tampa. Like San Francisco – uh, has been a terrible matchup for them, even when they've been healthy with yeah. Shannon. No, for sure, you know, and no, no, no doubt. This is kind of San Francisco is the type of team that has always buried the Saints just with their style. But, but Ralph, I will say it's interesting when you look at the Saints and just going back to the injuries for a minute. I, I got to say, Andy Andy Dalton was incredible in this game, and and I it wasn't that Calvin Throckmorton and Landon Young and Josh Andrews. It's not that those guys were playing well. They were getting beat off the ball. The ball was just getting out that fast, that accurately. 
and, and Andy Dahl, give him credit. I, I thought he was absolutely tremendous in this game. I thought he neutralized having a bad off bad offensive line by getting the ball out quickly. And he took some shots today, mm. but, but he got the ball out quickly and accurately. And to me, he looked like later stages of his career, Drew Brees, where just Brees had that internal clock where he knew I don't have the deep ball anymore. I can't really beat you vertically. So like, I'm just going to dink and dunk and I'm going to throw the ball accurately and I'm going to get six yards there, seven yards there. And I just felt like Andy Dalton executed that pretty well. There was a couple passes, uh, one, one to Olave on the tunnel screen, one to uh, Alvin Kamara that was a little high where like ball placement could have been a little bit better, uh, but that's really nitpicking. Um, so let, let's go to uh, let's go to Ra- Rashid Shahid, uh, Phil Motoker. Unmute yourself and uh, where are you at on things? Hey, I'm enjoying the win. I'm in LA, surrounded by Rams fans. So nice. <laughs> nice. Rub, <laughs> rub their noses in it. Come on now. Oh, oh, I am. I am. I'm calling my friends up. So you already know how it is. All I gotta say, man, is I agree with everything you guys say, but one key factor is Taysom Hill and switching roles with uh, Andy Dalton. I feel like that definitely gave Andy time and. You know, whatever he needed to make those plays. And, of course, Taysom tricking the defense with those pass plays, of course, is going to help us out in, in the end game. And yeah, I those think, runs, folks, you know, are the best to see when he makes those runs. Yeah, I thought Taysom was – I mean, the Saints only ran for 88 yards today. Um, they had 24 attempts, 3.7. The thing with the Saints, and they said it on the broadcast, is like, you know, the last couple of weeks they've only had the ball for 20 minutes. Like, you – they – it's hard for them the way they want to use Taysom. It's really hard to use them when they're not sustaining drives, right? Because they want to they want to rotate him in and out. Um, but they did it today. They sustained drives, and he was a factor in the game. Uh, teams are starting to get like Taysom Power isn't the lock that it used to be, Andrew. Like it used to be a hundred percent lock. The Rams stopped it a couple times today on third and short. Yeah, I thought it was pretty effective, though. Um, it was good to see him get involved. And, uh, you know, I, it's interesting. I, I did notice that. I'm glad that he brought that up because they, they do – they did incorporate him in a real way at being quarterback in this game. Mm-hmm. He threw three passes. And I know a couple of them didn't really do anything. But, like, he threw the ball a little bit more to at least force you to respect it. And I, I thought he, he was effective running the football – and when you consider the offensive line that the Saints were playing with, I was actually kind of surprised that it worked the way it did. And I think they got into a good rhythm with this kind of quarterback rotation of sorts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they said this on the broadcast that, like, yeah, they've been putting him a lot at tight end. It really hasn't been effective or productive in that spot. And so, hey, let's maximize his snaps at quarterback and let's let put the ball in his hands and let him do that. And, and I think that was a good adjustment. So I, I think moving forward, you have to, especially if Andy Dalton's your quarterback, you have to have this wrinkle to force teams to adjust. But, yeah, I got to say, like, first of all, Ralph, you talk about the term healthy and actives all the time. Today, the Saints had so many injured players that Andrews Pete was active but unhealthy. So they had <laughs> unhealthy active. That's how many injuries the Saints have. They're coining a new concept of unhealthy active. That's what I knew it was. But, I knew it was bad when Nick Underhill was like, don't worry about the inactives. Like that doesn't that doesn't tell you who who is or isn't going to play. They don't have enough healthy bodies. I was like, oh lord. And sure yeah, enough, so, so it was yeah. Andrews Pete was was uh, suited up, helmet and pads on. Never got in the game because he was too injured to play. So I guess he was like emergency situation only. But uh, 
Look, credit to those guys. I, I think, again, to me, was masterful in this game when you consider what the play was like up front. He knew he had that internal clock. I have got to get the ball out. And, I mean, Olave mm. stepped up. He was yeah. awesome. Jar- Jarvis Landry made a few plays. Uh, Jawan Johnson uh, made some plays for the Saints. So I, I just thought on the perimeter, uh, Alvin Kamara, they, they obviously involved him in the passing game, and I thought he made some plays. So uh, this offense, I mean, that was enough to get them this win, and uh, I think we just have to enjoy it. Uh, let, let's go to Bud Rich. Unmute yourself. How are you feeling after this glorious Saints victory? Oh, it's feeling great. Uh, I have my folks over here with me in Texas, and they watch the game with me because I, I was able to access New Orleans channels to watch the game. So, But there are two standout players, in my opinion, of this game. first one definitely is Caden Ellis. I, I think he's finally starting to come two weeks along. In a row. From just being, That's right. What's, what's up? Two weeks in a row. Yeah, from being you know, just a situational two-down player that you play on runs and occasionally blitz, to now a solid three-down player. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's perfect, but he's he's stepping up big time with Pete Werner dealing with whatever ankle injury he's got. I would say yeah, – I, what, what I love about Caden Ellis now, and, and you've seen his ability to get to the quarterback consistently, his blitzing is very effective. And so now you look at Demario Davis, who has a career high in sacks this season already. I mean, we got several games left, and he's already, I think, at seven sacks on the year. So – now you have third down packages where the Saints are showing Ellis and Demario Davis over guards, over tackles, both showing blitz, and you don't know which one is going to blitz. One of them is going to drop into coverage, and I, I think that is starting to be really difficult for offenses because both are such a threat to get to the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be one of the reasons why Dennis Allen's going to stay for at least another year. He's The defense – just needs some a bit of overhaul. The defensive line needs like some better talent now, and this and you need a, like an actual safety. You, I think, getting an actual free safety to to watch a deep ball, putting Marcus May at the strong safety and throwing uh, what's uh, Tyron Matthew at the slot might change the outcome of that defense. Yeah, it's like hard. It's Ralph. Curious what your thoughts are on my former UDFA son, Carl Gray. He was amazing. He was amazing. Today. I, I know. I know the Rams were beat up, and the guys that were trying to block him are not. He got held every other play. Yeah, it's not. It's not the kind of guys that you would expect to see every week. But has Carl Granderson played well enough in that game to maybe make a case for getting more opportunities moving forward? No, no. Oh, I, no. I, I think I don't necessarily think he needs a case because I, like Davenport's been out for a while, so like he's going to play more. I think, and 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 here's the thing, Andrew. Like even if Davenport comes back, Peyton Turner got carded off. He's got an ankle. He's going to be out probably a month. So like it like it doesn't matter if it's a case or not. Like Gran- Granderson's going to play more. Period. End. Yeah. You know, uh, Budridge. Final thing, uh, over under Saints win total rest of the year, uh, one and a half. You, do you think they get to? Do you think they get to six wins? Yes, I think I think they're very capable. If you get a couple guys back about every week, I would say if Lattimore can start practicing this week, I think there's a really good chance the Saints could be over six wins. 
Yeah, it'll it'll be in, it'll be interesting uh, what happens the rest of the way. The yeah. the other thing with this game is just Andrew Olave is just incredible. Like he, I mean, and here's the thing: like he he beat Jalen Ram- on that touchdown. He beat Jalen Ramsey. Say whatever the hell you want. Like Jalen Ramsey's cream of the crop at corner. I think uh, Ramsey gave up a couple touchdowns That's right. today. Uh, yeah. I think Jarvis Landry, maybe it was the other, or maybe it was Juwan Johnson. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think uh, Olave, look, he continues to just uh, – I think where Olave is just so hard to defend is when you're a threat to run the football. And this is where I'd like to actually see Taysom Hill throw the ball to him a little bit more. His route running is so good that when you're a threat to run and you run play action – uh, his ability to get into those intermediate crossing routes mm-hmm. and yeah. just drop into the hole of the zone or force a guy to run with him. And then just he's so good out of his cuts that he's able to create a ton of separation. And those are just really easy throws for Dalton, really easy. And so I think with Taysom, because he's such a threat to run, I, I would think that he would get a lot of easy reads and throws to Olave in some of those situations. So, you know, if, I, if I'm the Saints, like, I keep throwing it with Taysom, that play where they hit it to Olave with him throwing, I think that play is going to be there all season for him. And so it's going to be interesting to see now, you know, moving forward, how they how they use that. But, look, he, he's an intermediate threat. He's, he's a threat on the tunnel screen. We saw him make a pretty good play there. He's a threat down the field, stretching it. And so, like, his route tree is only getting more expanded, and he's he's an impressive player, man. I'm glad the Saints drafted. I'm Hey, like as much as we kind of hate the Eagles trade, like I'm kind of glad the Saints traded up for him. Yeah, like especially now, like with Michael Thomas, and we don't know what his future is with the Saints. Thank God they moved up and got Olave. I mean, yeah, like you look, you look at Olave, and he's a piece that will work the rest of the like for years to come. He can be a number one guy, and you can go out, you can draft another guy later, right? But you can add veteran pieces like a Jarvis Landry, and they can be functional. Okay, and by the way, Jarvis Landry finally looked kind of like himself first time since the Atlanta well, game. Per- perfect, perfect segue. Uh, let's go to my dad. Unmute yourself. So Jarvis Landry scores a touchdown today. He's the first LSU player to score a touchdown for the Saints since Devery Henderson. 10 years ago in 2012. Wow. Uh, Dad, how did you feel about that, Dad? Seeing Joe go Tigers. Getting the end. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, go Tigers. That was great. Yeah. Didn't didn't Quan Alexander almost bring He almost did. He, he, he against got, Denver. Yeah, he, he got clipped at the ankle, kind of right. going all the way on a fumble, and he almost yeah. got one, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm jazzed. Look, I, I don't think this team is so much bad as Jekyll and Hyde, but hey, look, what a difference it makes when you don't have any turnovers. That's right. And you don't have debilitating penalties, but – I'm going with a shout out to the special teams. I mean, to me, well, shout out to my my new UDFA grandson Rashid Shahid. <laughs> he, had, he had 40 punt yard returns on four returns. That's 10 yards of a return, and and you and I think he had another one called back. He and did, he, yeah, so, he did. So so he so he would have been over like 50 yards, and then you got Gillikin adding you know five or 10 more yards to a punt and pinning him down. So in in a game like this, I think. That created field position swings of 10, 15, 20 yards difference. And, you know, if you're inconsistent like we are with all the injuries, having that short field makes a huge difference, you know, yeah. to get to get touchdowns instead of field goals. So to Absolutely. me, that was, that, that was something that really, you know, stood out to me. And, hey, look, Deuce, Deuce McAllister kept complaining at the end of last game and the beginning of this one. You know, he wanted to see fight. 
I think, you know, competitivity. I think we saw fight. I thought, I think I think we saw some competitivity. And now I'm with Budridge. I think I'd, I'd, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a betting man, but I, I would, I, I think getting the six or seven wins is totally realistic, especially if we get some people back. So great to hear from you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, 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 Mr. Juice. And, uh, you know, I, to further your comment on special teams, look, uh, earlier in the season, you, you talk about those two plays where Andy Dalton takes a sack. I'm talking about in the first quarter, I think the second offensive drive. Andy Dalton mm-hmm. takes a sack. Then Taysom Hill takes a sack. You're sacked back-to-back. You lose about 20 yards in sack plays. And what, what should have been either a touchdown or a chip shot field goal becomes a 46-yarder early in the first quarter. Will Lutz makes the kick from 46 yards out, and it's 3 nothing Saints. Earlier in the season, I felt like that was a kick he was missing. That's and, right. you know, the sack plus the other sack, and then all of a sudden this field goal is 46 yards, and, and he's feeling the pressure of that should have been an easier kick. He misses the kick. Full momentum swing to the other team. That's how it felt like this season was playing out earlier this year. So I got to tell you, I, I was big-time relieved. That was a big-time kick for him to hit, hit, to hit to kind of make up for kind of two horrific plays offensively and kind of sc- stop that cascading effect. Uh, so – I don't know. I, I do feel like in a lot of ways in this game, those were the mistakes they were making earlier in the season. Like when you when when the bleeding started, the Saints couldn't figure out how to make it stop. He hits that field goal. Special teams makes a play for you. The bleeding stops. You 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 two penalties in the game. The bleeding. You protect the football. You don't turn it over. So I just felt like the things that we harp on all season that have been the Achilles heel of this team for and it's just one week. But they cleaned it up. And, and again, I want to harp on what Jonathan Vilma said. That stuff travels. That will win you games against any opponent in any environment. So you just have to hope that they can stack this up and keep it going. Well, yeah, you go you, you go to San Francisco and you have two penalties and no turnovers. You at least give yourself a shot, right? And and, right. and just doing that, the game will be competitive at halftime, right? Um, by the way, the Saints... Not that I know you always say, Andrew, look, you you tell us, look, the Eagles pick, it's a sunk cost. It's over. They're getting it. Don't worry about it. But the Saints winning today, it went from a top four pick to pick 11 with one win today, yeah. with one win yeah, today. Keep, so keep, keep winning. I mean, yeah, like, you're not getting that first round pick anyway. Now, on some level, I think you could argue that it's better for the Saints to pick 33rd with that second round pick than 47th or whatever. So you know, at some point, I think you do have to root for the pick. But as I have always said, until you are mathematically eliminated, it's important that you keep going out there and trying to win football games and keep trying, keep fighting, because it's a long season. And if, if everything is already hopeless at this stage, uh, it, it's tough to get through these Sundays. So, That's right. again, like, especially the Rams, man, I just I, – every time we play them, I want to beat them so bad. Well, uh, and I, I, ho- I hope their fans – I hope there's seven fans that watch this are miserable. I hope they're they're disgusted that they just lost to a team that's even more injured than they are. And you're welcome. Well, and here's the thing, and I've, I said at the beginning of this. And by the way, support the show. Go to if you're not a patron and you're listening to the spaces live, we appreciate you. But go to saintshappyhour.com, become a patron, get at the ten dollar level, get your booze bundle, get it, get the podcast every day, get. Access to our private Discord channel. It's amazing. Try us out for a month. It's a. It's going to make your Saints experience that much better. Um, but Andrew, I, I text you like, I just want it to be fun, and it wasn't fun 
against Baltimore Monday night. And even though the game was kind of close for three quarters against Pittsburgh, like it wasn't fun. Like their offense sucked. It was dreary. It was boring. Like be entertain me. Entertain me. That's what I want. And they, they not not just because they won today, but they were entertaining. They were interesting. They were moving the ball. They were doing stuff. That's what I want. I I want them to care because the worst thing, the worst thing as a Saints fan, and we haven't had this in a long time. The worst thing as a Saints fan is like, and Skooks is with us, so he'll know this. Is like early or like mid to late nineties where we're excited about these games and we're talking ourselves, we're lying to ourselves and we're watching these games on Sunday and we clearly care more about the Saints winning than the freaking players do. And you saw it at the end of Mora, at the end of Ditka. And like that to me is the worst. Like that that I'm sitting on my couch drunk and I'm like, they, I care more than them. But that wasn't the case today. And that's what I want. They got six, me- they got six weeks left. Show me that you care. And... They did it. And also, Andrew, I mean, we could talk about it a little because we're not going to, because it's Thanksgiving week, we're not going to preview the games too much. But I hate the Rams. I hate the fucking 49ers almost as much. Like the 49ers, Shanahan is the most overrated son of a bitch coach in the world. He doesn't have a winning record as a coach. He's had two winning seasons as a coach with the 49ers. That's it. So uh, I'm just saying. They could lay an egg. Saints could get to five and seven, but we'll see. So let's get a couple more people before we get out of here. Who that Davis? What you got for us? I have heard a lot of great points from everybody. Shout out to everybody that's in the space. Shout out to Andrew, you know, Ralph, you know. I've heard a lot of great things about certain players, but what I haven't mentioned, what I haven't heard so far is Paulson and Debo so mm-hmm. far over these, through these two, these last two, maybe three games, he's starting to play like the corner that's been hyped up in training camp. I'm really happy to see what Paul Sadibos put together on the field so far as a CB2. Uh, and Elante Taylor, you know, he's thrusting into that right corner position and he hasn't backed down from anybody. You know, he gets beat, but he goes to the, he goes right, goes right to the next play. And you see him make a play when the Saints need it most. I like what these, well, I like what the Saints have so far and as far as, as DB room. Well, I think it plays a little bit to be desired, but those two, those three guys on the outside, just giving me some. I'm happy about it. Well, who that Davis? Me yeah. and Andrew kind of argue about it. Where I love Alante Taylor, and I know he's a rookie, and I know he's out of control, and I know he has too many penalties. But my thing with a corner is. You need on defense a little bit of crazy, and I'm hoping the Saints can harness it. I always feel like it's easy to polish the edges and make a guy less aggressive and smarter than to ramp up his crazy if he doesn't want to tackle, if he doesn't want to be hyper-aggressive. So I love Elante Taylor. I know he's bumpy, but Andrew, your thoughts? Yeah, I think he played well today overall. Um, I think he's an unsound player, so like you said, he's a little out of control, and but but he's aggressive, and so... So I think you said it well. I think those are the things that you like, that the fact that he's physical and he's got to make sure that he's wrapping up and tackling with technique. And I think he's got to make sure that on some of those comeback routes, he's playing with better technique. But I, I think it's a work in progress. But, like, he, it, it's kind of like what you said about Granderson. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, they don't have anybody left. <laughs> That's right. He's going to be playing. Like, so he's, he's got to go out there and learn on the job. And I think in an ideal situation with guys like that – and, look, this happened to Debo too, when he was a rookie. 
But uh, the, the ideal scenario with those guys is you bring them along slowly, you let them watch tape, you give them a limited role, and, and hopefully they can do well with that and earn snaps over time. But sometimes that's not how it goes. Sometimes a bunch of guys get injured and you're up. You got to yeah, figure it out that's... on the fly and play. And so I think he's getting better every week. And, you know, I, I think with the Debo, kind of getting back to what Houdat Davis was saying, I think with him, like, he was injured. Yeah, that's like, right. His ankle was all banged up. And so, yeah, he was playing terrible. But I just – I don't think he was moving very well. And, and again, I don't really think the Saints had the luxury to be like, hey, dude, you don't look great. Your ankle isn't very good. So, like, let's keep, let's keep you out for a couple of weeks. Like, the, Lattimore was out. They had to play him. Yeah, that's So, what... I, I think what you're finally seeing is that injury is coming around. And I, I think he's a good player. And, and, man, that play he makes early in the game, third and one, they run a sweep and – yeah, they've seen that on tape. They've seen the Saints tackling That's right. on the edges at the second level. And they know, like, these corners are, and these safeties, they can't tackle, and we need to stress them at the edge. And, and I think that sent a message really early in the game. Third and one, you want to try this, like, trickery and, and try to get cute? I'm going to hit you in the backfield. I'm going to make that play, and I'm going to force you to punt. And I just thought that was so huge for Adebo's confidence, like, right from the very beginning to send that message that, like, I'm coming to play today. And I thought that was a big step forward for him in this game. Yeah, that, the only that the only negative of, of today, really, to me, was Peyton Turner getting hurt. Because Peyton Turner gets hurt. You really, Andrew, you need to get a look at him because Davenport's a free agent. You need to know, like, hey, is Peyton Turner – a quality defensive end because if, if Marcus Davenport leaves his free agent, let's say you get a let's say you get a pick for Sean Payton, but you can't get a quarterback right, and you're picking twentieth. Well, the Saints will have a ton of needs. I wanted an answer on Peyton Turner, good or bad, and now I won't have it. So that was the only down. That was my only downside today. And thanks, Hudad uh, Davis, for joining us. That was my only negative. Is that I was excited. I just I want to see these kids play and to, to to see Peyton Turner. He had started to show some stuff. He showed it against the Raiders. Kind of went backwards, but now you don't even get to play. That was my only negative from today. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently. With Cam Jordan, he has a fractured orbital bone, um, so that that's why he was unable to play. That psychopath wanted know. to play today. He was he was mad that his streak got mad. ended. I, I don't know if like a, a week later you can just play with that, or I, I don't know how that goes. So uh, he wants to play. It's not it's not good. I know he wants to play, but get him the old Ricky um, Jackson helmet with the with the the Darth Vader mask, the multiple layers of bars, and let him play. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see with Cam, but you know they need Davenport back in a hurry now. They Obviously, do with that injury. With that injury uh, to Peyton Turner, uh, they have Granderson. They have some depth, but I-, I thought the times where you really felt like the Saints struggled the most in this game, and, and, and there were a few. Like I-, I thought defensively overall it was pretty good, but I thought the shakiest they looked was on the edge when they were forced to play um, Zuniga who basically was a call-up from the practice squad, Jabari Zuniga, uh, you know, and he had a chance to play in this game because they've had so many injuries at defensive end. And so if you're in a position where you're forced to play him, I, I just bad. think you're in a bad spot. Bad. Yeah, so like they like now with this Peyton Turner injury, obviously Granderson's going to have to play a ton. But you- Yeah. Ryan, what you got for us? I, I'm feeling – Really excited for at least today, honestly, because we finally got a victory over the Rams. That's right. 
They gave it to us in 2018. They injured Drew in 2019. Fuck the Rams. It was great. It really was. You know, um, but Ryan, question to you. What are you feeling for the rest of the year before we get to some other people when we get out of here? I feel like we could be okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Saints fan, but I don't see us beating the Eagles. I'm sorry. No. It's just not. No, it's not happening. Although the Colts almost did it today. Just so if you know. we could be Tampa Bay, I will be happy. Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's an interesting question, Andrew. As we as we get out of here, if the Saints are only going to get if they're only going to get like two more wins and they're going to get to like six and eleven, like what wins do you want? Like which ones do you, which ones you got to have? This was well, on my list of a got to have item today. I mean, we got to sweep the Falcons. So that's right. That's at the top of the list, and that second Atlanta game's at home too. So just give the fans the Falcon sweep. I think that would be special. Uh, so I, that's at the top of my list. Number two, I would still say Tampa, especially if Tom Brady's playing. You know, that's as right. Long as he's healthy. Like I, I just I want to stick it to Tom Brady. So I, I would I would say Tampa number two. H- how many uh, wins are you giving me? Just two. Two. So, 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 I mean, if you, those are the two that I would want. If you gave me a third, if you gave me a third win, I think. I'd probably probably go Eagles if you give me a third, just because I would love to be able to say, like, if they go to the Super Bowl and God forbid win, I'd love to be able to. Well, the the funniest thing with that, with that third win to get to seven and 10, it might drop the Saints pick from like five to 16, which would be hilarious. Like, yeah, like, like the Eagles makes their pick worse. Like, worse, like know, so, the yeah. Eagles. Can you imagine they lose to the Saints? They go from having the sixth pick to the sixteenth pick, and they lose home field to the Vikings. So they have to play opening week. Like that would just be a cascade of terrible for them. And we could and we could laugh at them, which would be fun. Yeah. Although part of me. Because I'm but a, under all all these scenarios, you're basically accepting a second loss to the Panthers, which yeah, you know. I mean that'd be bad. But part of me, because I'm a sicko, would love to beat if if you gave me three more wins, beat San Francisco and beat Tampa, and for like a week, this I can have delusions of still being in the playoff race, and then it can just collapse. <laughs> so you're like, just give them to me now. And- just give them to me now. Give them to me now. You get, dude. I'm telling you though, the Saints would go to San Francisco and they would beat Tampa on Monday night. The shows that we would have for Saints Happy Hour all week, Andrew, would be fucking fire. And then they could collapse and go six and eleven the rest of the way. I'm a, I'm a sick. I'm a sicko though. So. That's why you should support the show, because we're having fun here. Listen, we're going to get to Deffy Murph, and then we're going to get out of here. Deffy Murph, what you got for us? Deffy, what you got for us? He's uh, requested, so I'm going to add him as a speaker. Uh, All right, Deffy, are you there? I think he's gone. He dropped out for me. So, um... I guess final thoughts, Andrew, like as we, as the Saints, you know, since, since they started out one and three, they're, you know, they've, they're three and they're what they're three and four. Um, so they're kind of plugging along. Uh, it's, it's so hard to 
to judge them because the injuries are so severe. I do think they made personnel mistakes. Look, CD and, and Honey Badger safety haven't worked out. Look, I get that. But I still see a group that is fighting and the whole hashtag fire Dennis Allen, like they'll still do it because Saints fans are being like, there's a group of them that they, they've never had this kind of losing. They're so children. They don't yeah. understand. Like, I get it. Like, if you're 30 years old, you've never seen the Saints suck like this. Like, you don't remember Ditka. So, like, the worst that you know is seven and nine. So, like, I get it. Like, people are pissed off if you're under 30. Like, you're not used to this, this terribleness. But today, I'm 99% sure Dennis Allen's making it to 2023. You can you can you can be mad, you can say whatever. I'm just convinced of it. Like the team still they all the noise about they turned on him cuz he didn't play Jameis and they hate him and all this. Like it's all bullshit and they're still fighting for him. Uh and by the way, we'll talk about it more on the podcast tomorrow, but Peter Schrager he did that story where, like, he said Sean Payton motivated and gave him a pep talk. I'm telling you, Sean Payton Loomis must have blown up that man's phone because he was apologizing all day yesterday on Twitter. He was DMing me, explaining to me how, like, how he got it wrong. Like, the Saints must have gave him the business about saying that Sean Payton gave him a pep talk before the Raiders. Um, but. Yeah, no, I, I think my big takeaway, man, is is that I, I just don't know week to week what to expect from this team. Um, you know, after the Ravens and Steelers, we were at our absolute lowest. Um, but, you know, the week before the Ravens, they beat the Raiders 20 yeah. nothing. Yeah. And, and where, where did that come from? And, you know, they beat Seattle. They played the Bengals pretty close. The Cardinals was kind of bad, but then they shut out the Raiders and we're, we have hope again. And then. We, we lose on the road to the Steelers and all hope is gone. Well, and now they beat the Rams. So I, I just, to me, once again, like this is a middle of the pack mediocre team. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's and a lot of them. And you know what? Like I, I even include the Giants in there. Like they got the doors blown off today by the Lions. And, and I, I just think fraud. There's a lot. There's a lot of teams in the NFC. I would say they're just, just not that good. Minnesota's a fraud. Minnesota yeah, has won eight. Easily could have won that game. The, the Minnesota has won eight one score games. They are eight and zero oh in one score games. That's insanity. But yeah. yep. So no, I, I I just think when you look at the Saints this year, they have kind of lost more than they've won of these coin mm-hmm. flip games, right? These one score right. games, like they just they haven't come on the winning end of it, but. I think they're in all of them. That's right. When I look at the schedule, and honestly, like even the Eagles, like they're looking a little bit more frail and vulnerable than they were earlier in the season. So, like I look at all these games, and I'm like, yeah, I I could see them winning that game. And here's the thing: Eagles is the toughest one, but like I, I don't think any of these teams are so good that the Saints can't be competitive. And so, I mean, look, it would be great if they could run off like three games in a row here, where they get a little bit lucky and. Think things turn their way a little bit, uh, but uh, I'm under no illusions that this is well, just a mediocre team. And like one week they might surprise and entertain us, and then one week they'll disappoint. Well, That's I mean, kind of where he, we're at. Here's the thing: the, the pit. You can. I think there's an argument to be made that the Pittsburgh game today and the Steeler game today and the Steeler game two weeks ago they were ex- the exactly the same game, except in the critical moment of the game today, Andy Dalton hits Olave. And the Saints go up 10, 
right? If the Saints yeah. would have made a stop when Pittsburgh had it first and 10 at their own two, and maybe they force a punt out of the end zone, something goes wrong. Maybe they get, you know, maybe they make a, maybe they make a play on defense or whatever. That game's probably completely different. So it, it's all these one score games where like two plays is going to make the difference. Um, yeah. So I, I think anytime, like at this stage of the season, everyone's really banged up. And the Saints and Rams, maybe more than everyone else, but everyone has Issue. injuries. And, and so you look at these matchups and you say, okay, Aaron Donald is a massive mismatch for them this week. Our interior line is injured. You know, he's lining mm-hmm. up over Calvin Throckmorton. Like, what can we do to minimize his impact? And kudos to the Saints coaching staff. This week, they pulled it off. They right. found a way to minimize Aaron Donald's impact. And, you know, and so the other side of that coin is, okay, the Rams' offensive line is super beat up. Can we expose that with Carl Granderson, Tano Passigno? And, you know, they, they figured it out. They figured out with Caden Ellis how to blitz, what, how to get a mismatch, and, uh, and get in there and sack the quarterback. So, like, kudos to the Saints for figuring it out this week. And I just think some weeks you look at these mismatches and the other team, like, I think it comes down to, to just who, who can kind of live up to the hype, who, who can deliver, even when maybe there's not a ton of expectations. But these guys are all professionals, and it's a it's a league of attrition. It's next man up. Yeah, and listen, I don't root. I won't root for major injuries for San Francisco. I don't want people to die. I don't want people to be gone for a month. But if like six starters could get injured on Monday and like just miss the Saints <laughs> game, like that's I can root. Well, for, I can root for that, right? So the Saints healing. You know, I mean, it's a good point. The Saints healing starts now, and San Francisco has to play tomorrow night. And yeah. we know this. That's that's a big disadvantage. Uh, I mean, that's what happened to the Saints. They had a Monday night game against the Ravens. Uh, they got, It was a very expensive game for them where they lost some players. They got banged up. And then six days later, they have to travel to Pittsburgh and they have to go play on the road. And, and they looked really sluggish. And so now the Saints get an extra day of rest compared to the 49ers. And we don't know how physical or how expensive that game will be injury-wise for them, but you know, six days later, they'll have to play the Saints. And so, you know, obviously, again, the hope has to be that you get some guys back if they can get Andrews Pete back. I know he was pretty close. If they can get Davenport back, I know he's pretty close. Uh, you know, Lattimore hasn't practiced yet, so I don't know when when to expect him back. But you know, if they can get start to get some of these guys back, I, again, I, I just think that's a game they'll be competitive in. And uh, hopefully they can just get on a streak here. That's right. So, guys, thanks for joining us in the space. This has been great. We had a ton of people listening. Uh, please support the show. Go to Saints Happy Hour. Become a patron. We have many levels, but sign up at any level you want. Try us out for a month. If you don't like it, I'll refund the money to you personally. I will I will send you uh, an envelope with seven $1 bills if you sign up at the $7 level or $10 level. Just support the show so we can keep doing spaces and having a great fun, having great times, having doing live shows and all that. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Saints 4 and 7. Fuck the Rams. This was fantastic. And we will see you Monday night on the live stream.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 